Yo, what's up guys? Josh Rivera here. This is Josh Talk episode number five. In this podcast, I'm documenting my journey through entrepreneurship and hopefully you guys can learn from my wins and my losses along the way. So today I'm gonna be talking about all the different ways that you can make money online. Hopefully throughout the length of this podcast, I can bring on multiple entrepreneurs in each one of these niches to speak about how they got started and where they're at now. So let's just jump right into it. Um, I wrote down a list here of multiple ways to make money online. Basically, each one of these niches, I know people are doing this full time and making real money. So first up is freelancing, and we're gonna go through editing, um, design, and development. So editing up, um, up first. Everyone in 2022 wants to be a content creator. Everyone, all these Web2 companies that are trying to keep um, up to date and, and keep in touch with the market, everyone wants to implement content. And yes, it's very easy to record yourself, but the most difficult thing to do is editing in a, in a way that gets traction on YouTube and even TikTok and, you, and, and you know, Meta Shorts and all these short form content um, platforms. So editing is very, very important. Not many people know how to do it. And it's a great way to offer services in exchange for the time you're saving all these content creators that are making content. So you can learn editing in multiple ways. There's so much free content on YouTube um, that you can consume on how to edit, how to get started editing, free softwares to use. Um, and like I said, many people, including myself, are willing to pay people hundreds, thousands of dollars per month just to edit their videos. This and It's because it's such, I can edit a video for 20 hours or I can give it to someone to edit for three hours. And that 20 hours of my time, this an editor that's experienced in editing is gonna do a better job in that three hours. So it just doesn't make sense for me right now. Of course, I wish when I was 15, 16 years old, I wish I learned editing, because yeah, that, that's a great skill to know. I would recommend all people in high school learn how to edit, learn basic videography, learn basic design skills. It's, it's just so helpful um, in the real world. Anyways. I did not learn editing, so I have to hire an editor. And that's the same as 98.5% of the rest of the population. All these people that are cranking out content, they need editors. And when you think about just YouTube, right? YouTube, yes, you need an editor to edit your full long form YouTube video. Then you need an editor to chop up um, that content into shorts because everything is short form content nowadays. So now you need to edit the video, chop it up for shorts, and then you need a really good thumbnail. Thumbnails in my research, um, because obviously I'm very new to YouTube as well, but they're so, so important. And I know people that are getting paid thousands of dollars a month just to make thumbnails. So there's so many different um, niches within YouTube editing, and then you can get into ad, advertisement editing. There's so many different kinds of editing um, that is needed in, in today's society. So next up is UI UX design. So I know multiple people that got into design very early. Again, they learned the skill when they're 15, 16, 17 years old. There's web design, there's app design, there's so many different kinds of, um, uh, you know, so many different, different ways you can implement um, being able to uh, create designs, right? Whether it's through advertisements for the web stuff or for, for apps. I know people that they got into um, design work very early. They became freelancers. Yes, you land a first couple clients on Upwork or Fiverr, one of these freelance platforms. Um, and 
if you do good work, I mean, people will recommend you to other businesses. You can make a good amount of money just doing web. I mean, people are paying $2,000 to just get the design of the website done. You can crank that out in 30 hours. I mean, if you're a solid um, experienced um, web designer. And that's just design of the website. Then you have to pay a developer to develop that website out as well. Um, developing, mar uh, designing marketplace. Like, there's so many different layers and, and levels um, to the design game. And I know many people that can make a lot of money per month um, just doing full-time design. Also, when you're a full-time designer um, and you have a lot of credibility in the space, you can link up with other product managers that are doing startups and you can be a co-founder, right? Because um, design and branding is so important um, to businesses as a whole, but especially startups. So you can get find yourself in a co-founder role um, in an up-and-coming startup. Next up is develop uh, being a developer. So yeah, many people go to college um, for computer science, and yes, that is one route to go. You can definitely, if you go to a very prestigious school, say you go to Stanford, UC Berkeley, and you you um, you study computer science, you're in the top of your class. Yes, you can get hired by Amazon, by Apple, by Google, and you probably will be making like 120 to 150 a year coming straight out of college. Yes, that's very good money, but be prepared to spend the next 20, of your li 20 years of your life stuck in a fucking cubicle and working like a slave. Unless I know a few people that have gone and done that for a few years just for the experience, which I think if you're gonna go to school, that's, that's great experience, work at Amazon for a few years, and then they go on to start their own thing. But if you don't want to go the university route, there's so many ways, there's so many free softwares online that you can learn how to code, so much free content on YouTube. Um, and the best developers I know, they all dropped out of high school, right? So this is something that you can definitely teach yourself and you can land those big corporate jobs without having a college degree. And that goes for the freelancing as well, right? I know so many people in crypto, especially during bull runs, all the people creating crypto projects, and right? This is stuff I have experience in, in creating these crypto projects. De development is 70% of the battle. Sorry about that. Development is 70% of the battle. People are willing to pay developers whatever they ask. I remember last bull run um, uh, for the previous project, Yellow Duck. I mean, we needed a developer to develop out the contract um, for the project. People are charging $250 an hour, $300. Like, they are creating their own market. There's so low supply of Solidity develop developers that they can create their own price and you have to pay because you need you need uh, a developer um, to finish up your contract. So developing is, is, is very, very important. Um, any kind of computer science, and again, you can land yourself in that co-founder role. You can create your own software. In my experience, in, in my research, in my, you know, seeing my peers, Software is where the real money is. If you're creating any kind of SaaS, so service as a software, that is where the real money, like that's where I want to get to eventually. That's, and, but I think to create, uh, to create uh, you know, a software, a SaaS, you need to be uh, eight to 10 out of 10 entrepreneur. I'm a two out of 10 entrepreneur. And I have a long way to go before I, I start my own software company. But software is definitely where the real money is, the hundreds of millions. That's, that's um, where it's at. So that's it for developing. Next up is Amazon FBA. So Amazon FBA is split into three different categories. Amazon FBA um, wholesaling, private label, and arbitrage. 
So the best one to scale, in my opinion, online is wholesaling. I'll go into that in a little bit. But Amazon arbitrage is basically say you find a product at Walmart that's 50% off. Say a bunch, you see 40 candles, 50% off. You buy all the candles, you ship them out to Amazon, and they fulfill this for you. That's why it's called FBA. Um, they fulfill your order. They take care of um, client returns. Basically, all the shipping and handling they take care of. So you buy these candles for 50% off from Walmart, send them to Amazon, and then you make that markup because you're selling it for retail value on Amazon. Next up is wholesaling. You can reach out to your local wholesalers in your area. Obviously wholesale, um, you can get a bunch of products um, for a discount as long as you buy in bulk. Then you get that bulk of that product. You ship it over to Amazon um, and they fulfill it for you. And then the last one is private label. Private label is when you create your own product, then you ship it to Amazon and they um, fulfill it for you. So for example, one of my good friends in college, he had a CBD for dogs um, uh, business or a private label uh, through Amazon FBA. This is amazing niche, right? Because pet owners will do anything, especially if they really love their pet, they'll pay any price to think that um, they're making their pet feel better or they're enhancing their life, whatever, like if they think they're sick or they need. So CBD is a perfect thing, right? Because they purchase, sorry, again, they purchase the CBD, they think they, the pet feels better, um, but who knows if the pet actually, if the CBD affects the pet whatsoever. Anyways, so he took these private labels, he created the product, got the little dropper, got the CBD, wrapped it in a label, sent it to Amazon, and Amazon fulfilled the orders for him. Um, the best one to scale is wholesaling, because if you find also, Finding your product, product selection is very, very important in Amazon FBA. You can look up a multitude of videos on YouTube about this, but there's a bunch of different softwares like Jungle Scout, I think it's called, um, where you can find um, a product that, um, uh, you know, that will work best for you. So those are the three different um, niches of Amazon FBA. It's wholesaling, arbitrage, and private label. I recommend wholesaling if you want to scale. Next up is full-time content creation. Yes, everyone in 2022 wants to be a content creator, but it is now the easiest time to blow up um, over making content. So whether it's TikTok or YouTube Shorts, YouTube Shorts is an absolute cheat code. I know so many people that have 20 to 30K subs on YouTube, and of course it's a grind like everything else, and I'm not knocking the grind. It's, it's so difficult to post three, four, I mean, it's, it's such a grind to post three, four videos a day. But if you're able to do that on TikTok, YouTube short, and all this meta shorts, right? Facebook is on the come up right now. Facebook is on the absolute come up. Anyways, you can run up 20 to 30K subs on, on YouTube shorts pretty quick, half year, full year, whatever it may be. I, our, the last NFT project, um, Yellow Duck, the, the last one I, I recently worked on, um, we ran up 20K. On, on YouTube Shorts pretty quick. So YouTube Shorts is an absolute cheat code to get subs because everyone has these squirrel brains for short form content. Before getting 20, 30Ks on, on YouTube Shorts, I mean on YouTube as a, as a platform was super difficult, but now with Shorts it's a cheat code. With TikTok you can blow up over anything. So being a full-time content crea uh, creator is definitely something that's, um, that's feasible. You just have to be very, um, very consistent and disciplined, just like any and other of these, you know, ways that I'm talking about making money online. But I would recommend 
um, doing content creation in tandem with other any other you know business venture kind of what I'm doing now I don't really care much about YouTube I'm focusing on my agency but I'm just cranking out content here in the background um, yeah just to document my journey and then once I really once I start feeling more comfortable in front of the camera and I like the content content that I'm producing then I have a plan in place in place exactly see I can't even speak on here yet but in place um, to blow up and start getting more traction. Anyways, that's content creation. Next up is real estate wholesaling. Um, there's three different ways you can invest in real estate, right? There's wholesaling, there's fix and flipping, and there's um, the renting model, right? So I'll go through the first two that, that aren't really making money online. The first one is fix and flipping, so that's using the Burr method where um, you basically can leverage debt to take a lien on the property, do construction loan, fix up the property, and then flip it on the market. The next one is buying a property and then renting it out, whether it's a single family or multifamily, and you can do a long-term or short-term rentals. Long-term rental, you know, anything over a year and you have tenants in there, or short-term you can do on Airbnb. So, Real estate wholesaling is when you reach out to distressed sellers. These are all off-market properties. This means they're not listed on the market. They're not under contract with the realtor, but you f generate these leads. You cold call them. You say, hey, look, I see that your property here, I'm interested in, in, in purchasing it. Would you sell this property currently fast for cash? You don't have to do any repairs. There's no closing costs. There's no realtor commissions, no hidden fees. I'll cash you out of the property and I can close in seven to 14 days, right? So if you do the code outreach yourself, you find a deal, you get this property under uh, attorney review for seven to 14 days. And in, in that seven to 14 days that you're purchasing the, the property, you go find a real estate investor that's gonna either do a fix and flip or gonna put tenants in there and you sell the contract to them. So you're basically doing code outreach, locking in this off-market investment, then you're finding a real estate uh, investor to purchase it, and you're just selling the contract to them. So you're taking the middleman fee. Very profitable business, and you don't need any capital to start. Next up is sales. So I talk about sales a lot in this. I think sales, you know, sales is a very, very important part of business. Obviously, um, if you're able to learn sales and have the opportunity to work for free, I would do it. Learn sales, and you can get hired pretty much everyone anywhere. You know, many different businesses do cold outreach and sales is a part of almost any business you can think of. So you can pretty much get hired anywhere if you sound good on the phone. Next up is moderation. So specifically in the Web3 space, there is a need for a lot of Discord and community leads, right? So moderation within Discord communities. Um, this is a great way to penetrate the Web3 space if you're new and don't have capital because you can um, work for multiple projects at the same time. You can network with those people in the projects. They're, you, you know, you're cash flowing, you're getting salary every month to do moderation, and it's fun shit to do. Like you just go in there, you talk to the community, you run community events, which is usually games in the voice channel, and you're getting paid every single month um, along with networking, and you'll probably get free whitelist spots for upcoming projects. So that's another way you can make money online that one's a little bit harder to scale 
but you can open up an agency, which one of my friends, I'll bring him on here, he has an agency where he has a bunch of moderators under him and he goes to product and says, look, I have X, Y, and Z services. I have all the moderators. I have the developers. I can do everything for you in an all-in-one service. He's doing a great job and that's definitely a way to scale that business. <clears throat> Next up is drop shipping. So drop shipping is when you sell a product online on a, shop or a Shopify store or wherever it may be. And it's basically a Walmart product or it can be from any store. And when uh, someone purchase, purchases a product on your website, that product ships directly from the store straight to that customer. So you touch none of that. You guys have heard of drop shipping. You know what it is. People can scale it. People have made a shit ton of money on it. That's a great way to make money. I don't actually know too much um, about it, but I know a few people that are in it and I can bring them on to talk about it. <clears throat> Next up is stock and crypto trading. So stock and crypto trading is something that you obviously need to start, um, that you need to have capital to start with. Um, it's very difficult. Stock and crypto trading, you need to be willing to take L's. I tell people if, if you're gonna start, it's pretty much common sense. If you're gonna start trading, you need to be willing to lose all the money that you're investing. Stock and crypto trading is very, very difficult. You're going to lose, 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 and then you'll win over time but you will lose, you will lose. I mean, there's no question about that. Think about it, trading is PVP, right? Just like a lot of these businesses, player versus player, trader versus trader, PVT, right? When someone loses money, someone's making money. So when I lose $100 on trade, someone else is making that $100. So when you're an elite trader, I mean, it's like it's playing God mode on a, on a video game. You can make so much money because if you're an elite trader and you know how to, um, I was going to go into the specifics of trading, but if you just know how to trade and you've been doing it for a long time, um, you have such an edge on other traders in the market, you can make a shit ton of money and that's scalable because you can go into asset management. Once you have the proof that you scaled your portfolio from X to Y, you can go to a hedge fund or you can go to, um, any of these asset management firms and show them the proof of your portfolio. They'll hire you or you can start your own. You can do a friends and family raise where you manage your friends and family's money and then you can start your own hedge fund. Okay, it's <clears throat> a lot of talking for the day. Next up is Airbnb marketing. So Airbnb marketing, there's so many people that list their properties on Airbnb, but they don't know how to take pictures, number one of the property and they don't know how uh, you know the right copy to write on on their post right there's copywriting is so important when it comes to advertisements or anything that you see on the internet because you really need to draw people in draw people into your product to your property whatever it may be so i know people that do airbnb marketing where they just find um they find properties on airbnb that are listed Say they're booked for 10 days, 10 out of 30 days a month. You can go up to them and say, look, I'm gonna take you from 10 to 20 days a month booked and you're gonna pay me a third of that amount. You can take, that's a three X ROI, that's an investment for them. You're not selling them some shitty product. Uh, you know, you're not selling them a shitty product. If you go to someone and say, I can increase your business by 30% and I want 30% of that 30%, they're gonna say yes to you all day. So if someone is getting their property rented out for only 30% of the month, 
help them, help them scale to help, <clears throat> especially if it's in a very hot market, it's probably because they're not, I don't know why my throat's getting so dry, but if it's not in a very hot market, they're not, they're, you know, they're doing something in the wrong, whether it's they're taking shitty photos or it's not the right copy and they're not drawing people into the property. There's something that needs to be fixed. You'll learn more and more about it when you get land more clients. And if you're very efficient in that niche, you can make a shit ton of money. You can scale it into an agency and you can grow from there. Let me just grab some water real quick. I don't know how long we've been going for. 20 minutes. I'm not used to the talking this long. <clears throat> so, and that leads me into my next one, which is copywriting. Again, copywriting is so important because anything online, any kind of post, any so, oh, social media management, copy is so, so important to draw people in, make them stop scrolling through their feed, stop in your product, and then purchase your product as well. So, so social media management is very important. Um, you can land clients on Fiverr, um, Upwork, all these different sites, and you can just run their Facebook, Instagram profiles. You don't need to be any kind of expert. Um, it's not hard to learn whatsoever. You just have to make sure you are staying on brand with that uh, business and you're posting consistently. It's really so many businesses, they, don't, they would love to pay $500 a month. $500 a month is nothing to businesses that are like, to run their, their Instagram and Facebook account, it's for sure worth it to them. And then think about when it's like platforms that are, they're so detached from, like YouTube Shorts or TikTok. They have no idea how to run a TikTok account. They would easily pay $500 to $5,000 a month just for someone to run, depending how big the business is, to run their TikTok. You can learn these skills in a week of taking notes on YouTube. I promise you, it's so much easier than it sounds and you just need to get started. You need to land your first client and you need to learn along the way, you'll be fine. <clears throat> Next up, and I think this is the last one as well. My computer just turned off in the background which I was using for lights. Let me see if I can turn it back on. It decided to just turn off on me, that's amazing. Okay, it's turning back, back on now. So, Last but not least is digital marketing. So this is, let me just log into this. So there we go. It's a little bit more lit up now. Digital marketing, last but not least, this is what I'm focusing all my time on currently. Again, I'm running a social media marketing agency that specializes in lead generation for real estate investors on the platforms of Facebook and Instagram. So digital marketing is so useful because there's so many niches. There's so many niches to hit and every single web two and web three company, any business knows they need to market on social media and many don't know how to do that and there's a supply shortage of digital marketers even though it's such a hot thing right now, there still needs to be a lot more uh, marketers in the market. <clears throat> I'm gonna show you an example. Um, this is for real estate investors. So if you, if you can identify the lifetime value of a client, you can explain to your client that, look, yes, you're gonna pay X amount per month for my services, but I'm gonna bring you X amount of revenue back. And it's an investment. If you're 3X, R, you know, you're, you're giving a 3X ROI on that payment you're taking from them, that's a no-brainer. They're 3Xing their money per month in, in the money that they throw towards you. It's an absolute no-brainer. So, for example, let me give you an example of real estate investors, right? 
This is uh, a, a pitch that I use um, for my clients currently. So when it comes to real estate investing, whether it's fix and flipping or wholesaling, the average profit per deal is twenty dollars to $100,000, right? So let's say the average is 50K. 50K per deal. And that's not including the intangibles like referrals um, to friends and family, right? So when I purchase a property from Mary um, from Montebello, California, I purchase her off because she needs to sell her house fast for cash. So I find that for a client. They purchase it off for them. How do you know Mary doesn't have a friend? They're like, oh, I love this process so much. It was so amazing to sell my property fast for cash. An XYZ firm is the best in the business. Now they tell their friend Joe and Joe wants to sell his property. But let's forget about all the referrals, right? That's too much, too many variables and we can't account for the intangibles. So let's say $50,000 a month per deal for a real estate investor. And the average cost per lead is 30 to $50 for a quality lead for some a distressed seller on Facebook and Instagram. But let's take $50 because we want to be um, as conservative as possible for the example. So let's say it's $50 for a quality lead. And for every 100 quality leads on Facebook and Instagram, there's one deal being made. And that's on average, right? So that's a, about a 1% conversion rate. So that means $50 per lead times that 1% conversion rate, which is times 100, is around $5,000 a deal. So if I'm landing uh, my clients and they have to spend with me $5,000 to land a deal, and their deals are on average $50,000, that's a 10x ROI in the investment they're paying me. So as long as I generate 100 of those leads a month for them, they're paying me $5,000 in ad spend, but I double that into um, in service fees. So I'm taking $5,000 for one client as service fee per month, if that makes sense. So it's $10,000 a month for each client in, in terms of this example. So even at $10,000 that they're paying me, 5,000 for ad allowance and 5,000 for service fee, that's still a 5x ROI of the money they're paying me every single month. And when you lock in a client, it's industry uh, standard to lock someone in for a three-month contract. So if I lock someone in at a $5,000 a month service fee and $5,000 a month um, ad spend, that's three months. That's three months you're locked in. That's 15 grand straight to my pocket. And as long as I hit that quota of 100 leads per month, it makes so much sense for them because they're still making a 5x ROI on that and a 10x on ROAS, return on ad spend. It just makes sense. You have to pitch it as an investment because it is an investment. And this is why I tell people that are starting digital marketing agencies, don't be that agency that offers all the LinkedIn ads, the Google ads, the Facebook ads. Don't be that one that is shit at everything and offers all in one package. Be very, very good at one service. If you're super good at Google ads, do that. If you're super good at Facebook ads and and um, and Instagram ads, do that. If you're really good at LinkedIn ads, do that. Offer one service, be really fucking good at it. And you would say, oh, Josh, but I'm not good at anything. Do research. Literally take two weeks of your time, whatever you're doing right now, if you want, really want to get into digital marketing, go on YouTube and just watch all the content you can for two weeks straight and take hundreds of pages of notes because that's exactly what I did. Look, hundreds of pages of notes. 
two journals here as well. Hundreds of pages. You will learn. Find someone that can coach you. You can go online. You can find networks of people. Go on LinkedIn. You'll find someone that wants to help you out. Or if you can't find anyone, you can join a bunch of agency incubators. Um, there's so many influencers online. Uh, one of them would be like Iman Godsey. He he has his own agency incubator that helps agencies go from A to Z um, and basically helps you grow to $10,000 per month. There's so many people that have courses like this and you're networking with people in your niche. And I can, I'm gonna make a video about digital marketing, but this is just another way to make money online. It's very, very scalable. In my opinion, it is the best way to scale to seven figures um, even without any prior experience. Um, I'm going to make a separate video about this in the future, but I hope <clears throat> that this video helped when it, I know, I know it's very overwhelming when people say, oh, you can just make money online, like do, but it just sounds impossible, right? It, it sounds absolutely impossible. Hopefully one of the niches I spoke about in this video stands out to you and you can do some extra research on it. YouTube is free. There's so much free content. There's so much to learn for free. Um, if you really need to, you can purchase courses. Um, some courses are very cheap. Others, obviously, a little bit more expensive. But if you're willing to work, you're willing to put the work in, you can pre, you can do any of the, I mean, you can do the editing, you can do designing, you can do developing, Amazon FBA, content creation, real estate wholesaling, sales, moderation, uh, drop shipping, digital marketing, stocks and crypto trading, asset management, copywriting, Airbnb, digital marketing, right? There's, and I'm forgetting, this is just off the top of my mind <clears throat> that I wrote all this down. There are so many other things to do on the internet to make money. I haven't even gone into crypto, uh, dove into crypto, how to make money there. There's so many different ways. So if you are like me and don't want to work nine to five for the rest of your life, there are options for you. Just go look on YouTube, take some notes, work, you know, when you pick the niche that you want to focus on, work your ass off. Work your ass off because it's a lot of front heavy work. Yes, it's gonna be very shitty in the beginning, but you just gotta take step by step, step. You can't look at the, because it seems so far away. Step by step, step by step, you will get there, I promise you. Again, I hope this um, video was helpful uh, if you felt like you are in a rut or you didn't know where to start. Um, but I'm probably gonna be logging off now because it's around um, half an hour. So yeah, yeah, guys, I appreciate your time. Um, again, I, the, I apologize. The camera is still a little shitty. I'm actually recording off my laptop right now, but my camera is coming in this week. I didn't want to record that long form stuff until I had a nicer camera. Um, and I'm going to get those edited in a professional way as well. But yeah, guys, if you're listening this whole time, 30 minutes, I really hope you listened on 2x speed because I don't know, it was somewhat valuable information, so maybe you guys did listen to it on 1X, and if you did, I really appreciate it, and I'll see you guys in the next video. Later.